You're tuning into the Active Mom Podcast with physical therapist, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, a real mom's guide to all things postpartum return to workouts after baby. If you're a postpartum mom, coach, trainer, or physical therapist looking for answers on how to get back to running, CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, HIIT, you name it without the fear of pelvic floor issues or doing something wrong, this is the podcast for you. Let's start the show. All right, we are on with Grunya Donnelly from Ireland. Good morning, Grunya. I'm so happy to like actually talk to you in person. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, Karen. Grunya is one of the co-authors of the postpartum return to run guidelines that came out. Is it um how many years ago now? Is it, are we um, at two? Well, it'll be two years in March. March okay. 2021 will be two years. Okay, I just feel like it's longer because this year has been long. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted you to come on um, just to, I think the message has gotten out about the 12 weeks and that's kind of the big thing, but I, I wanted people to kind of understand where this came from and you're a mom of four. Mm -hmm. So it's not like this is coming out of, you know, left field or anything like that. So um, can, can you start first? What are the guidelines and why should moms know a little bit about them? Okay. So thanks, Carrie. We basically, Myself and two physiotherapy colleagues in the United Kingdom, so Tom Goom, who's a musculoskeletal physiotherapist, and Emma Brockwell, who's a fellow pelvic health physiotherapist, came together and saw the need to produce some guidance because there's literally nothing out there to substantially inform and guide either the moms themselves or the care providers or fitness providers serving them about when women should return to running after having a baby. There's oftentimes a little paragraph or at most one page at the end right. of pregnancy related guidelines. And this is a big deal. Like moms are having babies and it's not it, like there's significant changes happen to our bodies. And it's really about understanding those in order to recover and ensure that we protect the long-term pelvic health of women moving forward. The 12 weeks you've touched on, Nothing significantly changed with this, um, but it was more how we decided to go and look into the evidence base that exists or doesn't exist because there's a lot not out there yet. Um, we had to extrapolate a lot from existing evidence that's not on postnatal women. And basically the guidelines came together after a period of extensive review from multidisciplinary members around the world and they mostly form expert consensus. So they basically were a starting point where we wanted to open the conversation, make people realize that there's further considerations needed here and stimulate some much needed research. Absolutely. And I, I think that was the, the biggest thing for me. One is that we have a starting point. Um, two is that in the, in the area that we practice, I feel like we have to kind of pull and almost like bastardize whatever's out there to make what we need work because the research dollars just aren't there. And so it's it's awesome to at least have this starting point. But um, for you, like one of the biggest questions I get is, um, you know, we went from six weeks to 12 weeks and, and you mentioned you're like, well, nothing really changed in that. So where where is that other six weeks? What are what are we supposed to do with that? What why do we have that extra six weeks? That's a great question. And um, 
The traditional concept of the six-week postnatal check is something that seems to be embedded through history where it's as if women wake up on the day that they're six weeks postnatal and ta-da, we're exactly. ready. <laughs> and really, when we consider this, if we just stop thinking about pelvic health and boxing it into this area that only pelvic health tissues deal with or that people don't talk about, and we think about it as a sport, so think of pregnancy as a sport, as something that people, an endurance event that women partake in quite wow. a lot, and we apply the principles of sports and exercise medicine, we can understand that there's significant changes during pregnancy. There may be the potential for significant trauma, whether you deliver vaginally or whether you deliver via cesarean section. And if we take both of those and consider them, we have to understand that there's a period of tissue healing needed. And we know from evidence that the, I suppose, the tissue healing extends long beyond the six-week time frame. Absolutely. We also have to understand that what women are looking to get back to these days isn't just easy-peasy, itsy-bitsy exercise. So we're, we're talking about preparing women for high-impact exercise, high-load exercise. And because pelvic health issues are so prevalent, we really want to start a journey of a preventative approach to healthcare where women aren't all at 50 years of age having prolapses and issues with their bladder and bowel mm -hmm. and sexual dysfunction. We want to start to empower women to know more and understand more. Now, the 12-week mark is a guide. It's not a prescription. So this is where I think there can be some confusion. We wanted to use the evidence to guide that on average, most women will probably be likely to be ready at 12 weeks. Some women may be ready earlier. Some yeah. women may still be having symptoms at 12 weeks and so will need longer. So it's more a guide and you have to use the clinical reasoning process. Now, we do outline the clinical reasoning process within our guidelines. So it's quite a comprehensive document. It's it is. targeted. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's targeted at medical health and fitness professionals, but we have lots of moms read it. And I signpost it to my moms because I think being informed is a really, really powerful thing for women to understand a little bit more about the changes and about their recovery process helps them buy in and comply. You asked a really good question about what do you do in those six weeks. This 12-week time frame is not to sit and rest and do nothing for 12 weeks. It's about right. using those 12 weeks to get fit and fit for purpose. So you can start exercise straight away. It's just being smart about the types of exercise. So really yep. targeting strength and conditioning for the muscles and tissues that have been impacted in particular, for any deconditioned tissues through pregnancy. So we're starting to really strengthen through the lower limb, through the gluteal muscles, the abdominals and pelvic floor, and grade in back into impact exercise. So you don't just hit the streets and start running. You grade into, <laughs> yeah, you grade into with either a walk-run program or you start with um, softer terrain or I'm a huge fan of like incline and yeah. roots when people start running because it's less ground reaction force and impacts your yeah. pelvic floor. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think we have a captive audience with, um, with new moms and also moms that maybe things didn't go well their first couple kids, but they're ready to get back because I, I, I have yet to meet a mom that's a couple kids in and doesn't say, oh gosh, I wish I'd done something differently. Like we all do. And, um, Hi, thank you, honey. I'm getting popcorn delivery from my son. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Real life. <laughs> um, 
but I'm very much a captive audience. I mean, I, I very much remember wanting to do all the right things. And so I know runners having been one for a long time, you know, we don't think about, gosh, you know, we really should be doing this other strengthening, but here's this one point in time where I think you can get a runner who's a mom that wants to get back to it. Right. And we're very motivated to do that. Or if you didn't, you're a couple kids down the line, you sure as heck are ready to go back and kind of do it the right way. So it's, it's like that one point in time that you're given permission, I think, to go slow and you, you have like a legitimate excuse, I guess. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that like you consider a sports injury, like someone, oh, no. a couple on the field, and they take time off to first rest and let tissue heal. Oh, they you don't start get that. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just, they have much more rehabilitation and protective time and return to play testing than women right. do after having a baby. It's mental. No, that that part. Yeah, no, there, there's no permission on that. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, for moms, I'm trying to make this super actionable. Like, what are three things that a mom should consider most, like say, I just had a baby, I kind of, I'm looking ahead, I'm learning about this stuff, or I've had a couple, and what should I start to be thinking about as I'm thinking about going back to run? So I like people to almost have some idea of a plan, which I think is what, where the guideline can be really useful. So yeah. thinking about the, I suppose, the suggested um, types of exercise that you can progress through. So start with the strength and condition and, and progress the difficulty and load of it throughout the approximately 12 weeks. You might decide that you get there sooner, but and right. progress quicker, or you might take longer depending on your lifestyle. So have that plan and plan for strength and conditioning and full recovery. Consider your symptoms, okay? So symptoms that we're talking about are bladder and bowel issues, pelvic organ prolapse, pelvic pain, sexual dysfunction, any sort of issues in that pelvic region that, that can be associated with pregnancy and childbirth need to be considered and not ignored. There are warning signs that it's not either managing the load or things are not doing their job well enough down below and it may need more rehabilitation. So consider that and if you um, have any issues, address them. Don't just ignore them and push on and the wider considerations in the guideline we document um, everything that's not to do with just the pelvic floor and abdominal and um, childbirth and delivery we talk about things associated with a new mom's life like lack of sleep nutrition breast health so are you breastfeeding yep. and have really sore and fluctuating breasts and um, do you need to consider that before you start hitting high impact um, psychological status so running is a really good um, release and focus for people if they're feeling any sort of mental health issues or yeah. if they're struggling with postnatal depression but we also have to look out for our moms who use running as a coping strategy and maybe become yeah. obsessive for it so it's just getting that fine line so there's lots of additional factors so really please encourage everyone to look at the guideline and have a read because there might be things you yeah. never thought of that was actually one of my favorite things about the guidelines. Um, I see so many return to workout programs and things like that that are out there. And it's literally, it's it's almost like a couch to 5K sort of thing. Like do A, do B. Yes, I told you the dog was going to come visit. <laughs> um, and I, I think it, it just having the context of, gosh, I didn't sleep last night. I haven't slept for weeks. I want to lose the weight. I want to do all these things. Like, I think if you don't pull that into the full picture, that's where you get the the moms feeling guilty. Like they should be doing all these things and they can't. Um, so I, I love that. And, if, and especially the, the recognition of reds. Um, oh yeah. 
that, and, and that's something that I, I think, you know, especially now that we have more high, high level athletes that are moms trying to go back to sport. Um, I think we're going to see more acknowledgement of that, but also then moms that um, maybe might be having some of those symptoms, but they don't consider themselves athletes, but they're trying to lose the baby weight or get back to like insta perfect shape or that sort of thing. And, and they might not see themselves in that light. So that was beautiful. I love that for sure. Thank um, you. And I think that you said it, there's so much pressure on women at the minute and it's getting that realistic expectation out there. Yeah. Very much so. All right. So you've got four kids. I'm bowing down to you because oh. I can barely handle two and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so as a mom, like you, you wrote all this stuff. There had to be times when you're looking at it and you're like, hmm, um, what are what are the top two things like purely from like mom brain? Like what what should we be thinking about as far as um, getting back to running again? So I would strongly advocate for everyone after having a baby, if you can access pelvic health physiotherapy for an evaluation, that's my bias. I'm a pelvic health physiotherapist. But as a mom of four who had four vaginal deliveries, I think it's really powerful to know how your pelvic floor is performing, what your baseline is as you're starting to rehabilitate and even just understanding it from pregnancy to pregnancy too, um, to track the changes. I think it's really, really useful rather than to be reactive and to access pelvic health physiotherapy down the line if unfortunately there may be significant symptoms that you don't know what your baseline was. So pelvic health physiotherapy, whether you've had symptoms or not, is a really useful um, evaluation. And other than that, it is to... I'm a huge fan for the mums who um, like... I don't have childcare and things. Running's a really good sport because... You don't need equipment other than if you have the baby and don't have a childminder. A running buggy can be a really useful um, adjunct to get you out there. And it means that it's, it's you know, it's good for mom, it's good for baby when you're out and about in the outdoors and it's that protected time. So it's planning for that. And yeah. it, as you've already said, taking the pressure off yourself. Oh, yeah. My big thing that I did consider this, what I do want to say is that don't expect when you get back to running that there won't be fluctuations so we talked about those other considerations like yeah. breast symptoms like um, breast health like sleep deprivation you may start and be doing really well through running but you may have then weeks that just aren't as good where you're not performing yep. good, as good and that could be because of those wider considerations you're still a mom you're still a postnatal mom so don't um, put unrealistic expectations on yourself and just take each day and week as it comes yeah, I, I think that's such a great message across the board. Um, some of my favorite times, I definitely ran more with my son having, you know, just only one to deal with at that point. I, I loved and hated that time um, when we were breastfeeding, having to work around that in the morning was hard, but having somebody with me when I ran, that was that was lovely. Um, but I, 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 the, the pressure now, I mean, your kids are, are younger than mine, but like, I can't imagine scrolling through Instagram and seeing all these other women doing all these amazing things and not feeling pressure. Um, That's tough. I was going to say, even when you know that even when you're informed and you know that a lot of this stuff is on yeah. the inner female in you still kind of sees. Oh, and the athlete stuff. brain. Yeah. Brianna yeah. Battles about the athlete brain where you're just like, well, I should be out there. Um, I think that. Well, and for us too, I mean, I, I've been pretty open about my issues. Like when you have the PT brain, we're like, well, I'm supposed to figure this out. Why? why? <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Great advice. Um, if you guys want to find this lovely lady, um, she is absolute.physio. Um, and you also are starting a podcast with Emma. Tell us quick about it. Give us a, a quick yeah. little plug. We're really, really excited about the, we're doing this in partnership with the Physio Matters podcast. So it's Physio Matters at your cervix. And we're going to lift the lid and break taboo on all things pelvic health. It's for the public. It's for health professionals. It's for everyone. So um, it'll be out once every month. So we released our first one just this weekend gone by. And the next one where I interview Lizzie Lee, an Olympic Irish athlete, and her trainer, Joe O'Connor, will be out next month. Please listen. And actually, can I just be cheeky and mention that Emma is, anyone who wants to know more about the Return to Running guidelines, Emma is actually presenting them on Thursday at the Run Chat Live conference, which I'll share a link for on my Instagram and tag you, Carrie, if that's okay. Yes, Um, There's still tickets for it. Um, It's really, really interesting. And Tom's actually presenting, not in postnatal running, but he's presenting on running injuries. So you'll get the other two authors of the Return to Running guidelines are on this conference. So I'll share a link. Oh my gosh, I'm going to geek out over that. That's awesome. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to finally like talk to you kind of pseudo in person. Um, thank <laughs> you for all your work on this and um, just keep keep putting the good stuff out because we, we need it. The mamas need it for sure. So thank thanks you. So <laughs> thank you, Carrie.